0: So true what Suzanne said about you people, isn't it? About John F. Kennedy, Dallas. I heard it was a lone gunman.
1: And welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your Shelby. and I'm Laura. And this week we have returning guest Cat. Welcome back, Cat. Hi. I've brought you on for yet another Vince Gilligan episode, <laughs> 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 but I have my I have my reason.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I'm. It's because Munch is in it. Yeah, I know. I did. Yeah. I noticed that.
0: Uh, Disappointing lack of um, Scully, but Munch um, almost made up for
1: it. Pretty much. Yeah. This week, we are talking about season five, episode three, Unusual Suspects. It aired November 16th, 1997. It was written by Vince Gilligan and directed by Kim Manners. It's also kind of noteworthy because Vince Gilligan did a lot of work on the Lone Gunman show. So. Mm-hmm. This is like his wheelbag. It's like nerdy men.
2: (laughs) It it definitely feels like a Vince nerdy man episode, you know, like he definitely knows Mm -hmm. how to write
1: nerds. Apparently he went to like a hacker. He met up with some hackers to learn some lingo. Yeah, that tracks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the plot of this episode, we see the origins of the lone gunman as we flash back to 1989 at a computer and electronics show in Baltimore. Where Byers runs into a woman in distress and recruits two strangers, Rohickey and Langley, to help him help her. But she's not what she appears to be, and she takes them on an adventure that turns them into the lone Gunmen as we know them. (laughs) (laughs) So, also, this is, I think this, I feel like this is like one of two, I think there's only one other one, X-Files episode that like doesn't take place in like the current time. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun that we're in nineteen eighty-nine. So we get to see like Frohickey with a little bit more hair. <laughs> Slightly more hair. Mulder with a little bit more hair too.
2: I know. They like they like brush his hair like over his forehead so it's like I don't know, makes him look a little more youthful or something.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> They're like, We gotta make it we gotta make it like twenty-eight year old Mulder. Like what would he look like as a twenty eight year old?
1: Yeah, yeah. And yes, the reason that this episode even exists is because they were finishing up the movie at the time. And so they didn't have David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson for much. So they were just like, everybody wants to know more about the lone Gunmen. And I was like, yeah, I do want to learn know more about them because I love my little nerdy boys. Yeah. So we open 1989. There are cops surrounding a warehouse in Baltimore. They go in and they find Walter. He is nude. He is yelling. He is moaning. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> <laughs> also, I watch this because I, you know, I'm a very busy person. Sometimes I can't watch these episodes at night because I'm doing something else. So I did watch this at like noon and like couldn't see most of this. Shelby's <laughs> humble brag that she has a social life. I didn't say social Ow. life. I said I went <laughs> to do things.
2: I also watched this episode in the afternoon cuz I got my um covid booster yesterday and I wanted to get the episode in before I started feeling too bad, but mm-hmm. I started feeling bad during watching this episode, so my notes <laughs> kind of go off the rails a little bit, but
1: <laughs> my rewatch was last night too and I Think I fell asleep at the end. So. <laughs> I don't know if it really counts as a rewatch. <laughs> it is kinda of, yeah. it is kinda of hard to chaotic. watch X Files during the day. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're okay and sometimes they're like, I can't see anything. <laughs> I don't nothing. know what to do. <laughs> Go girl, give us nothing. <laughs> but the Lone Gunmen are also there. And so they get arrested by cops. And we can see there are bullets. So something happened, but not much evidence for it. Who knows? So we have the credits, and then we have the lone gunman in jail. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Freedom. And Lang. Oh, go ahead. Well, no,
0: no. I'll. I have a question about Munch. But
1: okay. I'll- when we Whenever get to it.
0: Yeah, when we get to it.
1: So Langley and Frohickey arguing. <laughs> Lang- Langley calling him Doohickey really cracked me. Up. Yeah. There's some great banter between those two. Yeah, there is the unfortunate uh, prison rape joke. Um, yeah, very 90s. Great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, blocked that part out.
1: Yeah, I was like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the audio cut out for some reason. I couldn't hear it. I don't- yeah, it was so <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> weird that happened for all of us. <laughs> and Byers gives Colton as you the one in the suit. <laughs> And it's John Munch. So he was on Homicide Life on the Street, which takes place in Baltimore because it was written by The Wire dude. I forgot his name. David Simon? I think so. David Simon?
2: See, I like The Wire. I just have never paid attention to any of the creators or writers on The Wire.
1: Okay. Let me double (laughs) check his name. But it's the guy who was a, um, but I he was like a journalist. He wrote some books and then ended up writing TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, David Simon. He wrote Homicide, a year on the Killing Streets, which turned into Homicide: Life on the Streets, I believe. Or maybe he did wasn't involved, but he. I think it's based off of that. Anyway, okay. So the the funniest thing to me about this John Munch appearance is, I mean, a couple things. One, I'll get to later. But first of all, it puts. The X-Files in the Tommy Westfall universe, (laughs) 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 which, if y'all are unfamiliar, another show, St. Elsewhere, which, like, took place in a hospital, it ran for, like, six or seven seasons. And then it ended by saying, like, oh, basically the entire show happened inside this, like, kid's mind. So, like, this kid dreamed up everything that happened in St. Elsewhere. But, like, St. Elsewhere had a lot of crossovers. And so then, like... It just brings in a lot of shows into this like fictional universe of this child's mind. And so John Munch being, I think he he crossed over uh maybe it was like homicide or something, but <laughs> is this like a Fox <laughs> Network crossover thing? It's like this, it's huge. It's like like Sesame Street isn't in the Tommy so West. It's not just universe? like it's not just like Fox <laughs> shows. It's like no. all over the place. That's crazy. Yeah because Law & Order is the big one and Law & Order brings in a lot of other shows too, right? There's like this absolutely nuts, like, chart So, is part of this that, like
0: Munch could be like, he's like, he's like a dream he's like a dream Munch, like it's Munch, but it's not Munch, I just got, I got a very, like, Munch but not
1: That's the other thing, it's kind of like like a he's Munch, but he has like some weird missing Mm -hmm. quirks about him yeah,
0: right. Like, why would they bring him in on this episode? Well, okay, may- and maybe there is an answer. But why would they bring him in for on fun? Like, <laughs> when it's like he's no, no, for no when, yeah, me. but on this particular episode, when it's like he's like that's one of his key. Like, he's all about government. Yeah, that's the other thing I was gonna like like get that. to
1: later is that like Munch is a okay, conspiracy okay. theorist, and he right. like doesn't. So like maybe this is like before he became hardcore into conspiracies too.
2: Maybe this Ooh, is his conspiracy okay, theorist okay. origin story, right? Is like exactly. this case.
1: Exactly. Okay. That's okay. that's what my my idea is. But I've I've screenshared this giant chart. Some absolutely unhinged person has made, and you could see Saint elsewhere, and then homicide are like the axi- axes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> hold on, Degrassi's in this. Like, how did Degrassi end up crossing connected? Jordan. Oh my God! Like um, Allie McBean, mad about you, Seinfeld. <laughs> like just so many
2: shows. <laughs> wow! Like Full House and Fuller House, <laughs> and Fuller <laughs> Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World and Austin and Allie.
1: Just an absolute. Just you know anything that anyone has shown and up in t-
2: Nip talk. <laughs> also, wait, which Doctor Who? So Doctor, the original the th- Doctor <laughs> Who,
1: the movie, and then the the second series. Okay. Wow. It looks like Doctor Who is connected to Glee? Red Dwarf, Glee? which is connected to Angel, which is connected to the John Larroquette show. Which is connected to Frasier. Okay, mm-hmm. I draw the line at some of these. Like Ma- how is Malcolm and the Metal connected to the X Files? There is no connection there. Um Brian Cranston? Th- that doesn't count. Like this is we're talking about fictional okay. characters, you know?
2: Yeah, just like what are the the sort of like parameters for this chart?
1: Yeah, like, it has to be a fictional character from one show appeared in another show, and if you draw the line far enough, it ends up back to St. Elsewhere and into <laughs> Townby West So it has to be fictional. Like, it, it's not real. It's, like, the fictional characters.
2: Weird. Yeah. So See, anyway. Law & Order it's, universe.
1: Law & Order is, like, I feel like the nexus point. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you get John Mochi, you get Law & Order. Anyway. Anyway. That's like it's, a whole other thing. So <laughs> I just wanted to mention that because it really cracks me up. And also, it's just like funny when your show gets to be in the Tommy Westfall universe. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal to me mm-hmm. personally. <laughs> I just love how like one one shows like their the creators just had this wild idea like, oh, like this kid dreamed up everything. And then that like wild idea accidentally like engulfing like so much TV. <laughs> right. Iconic, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So Byers is basically recounting what happened to Munch. And we find out that Byers was born on the day JFK was assassinated, so that his name is John Fitzgerald Byers. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Also that he works for the FCC. Also very funny that he was a that former government employee. So funny that he works for the FCC specifically, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, what do they do? <laughs> Nothing. Narks. <laughs> That's why they call him a narc all the time. Everybody just kept calling him a narc, and they had some points. Some yeah. points were raised. Yeah.
2: Especially because both Langley and Frohickey deal with, like, bootleg cable. Like, I love that they're competing sort of, like, shady electronics... Guys who, like, both have, like, bootleg cable devices.
1: Yes. Amazing. It's so good. It's so on good. Point. And also just, like, bootleg cable devices. These men would be kings in, like, yeah. quarantine universes. Absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> literally just have, like, 10 terabytes of TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be their friend for them, mm-hmm. you know? I'd be like, yeah. absolutely, let me on your server. <laughs> Yeah, I'll behave.
0: <laughs> you can trust me.
1: <laughs> Let me in. I want the truth. <laughs> so, we're at the Computer and Electronics Show in Baltimore, and he's a very happy government employee. He's very excited. He wants to reach out to the community he, to talk about the glories of the FCC. Like, what? I don't know. I don't think they do anything other than like fine you for like accidentally cursing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He runs into a woman, who he immediately falls in love with. Very Byrish <laughs> move, I feel. I just learned this about Byers, I, but it makes sense. He is the simp. Yes, he is. I a was simp really prepared hardcore. to. I
0: don't know. I was really prepared to hate him when he, you know, started following that woman. But then I don't know. Very quickly, it was. It, you know, I
1: don't know. Byers said believe I mean, all women and nefarious. just immediately believed everything the strange yes, woman exactly, he yeah. immediately met said. <laughs> 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 She saw him coming a mile away like he was the biggest yeah, I mean, mark imaginable. <laughs> oh yeah. I literally wrote, I'm like, I bet this lady is a spy
2: and like, if this was Elizabeth, she would just utterly destroy him.
1: <laughs> yes. And I love her, her sly like dropping a picture and she's like, uh and Byers is like, Oh, is this your daughter? And she's like, Yes. Actually, speaking of this, I have a psycho ex and he did kidnap her, and I do need to find out some information. Um, can you connect me to the ARPANET? And he's like, Okay, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but so she like does her whole life story and baby buyer is so naive, so foolish. And yeah, so she's like, I need some information off the ARPANET, which is like the proto internet. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. especially for the DOD. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is such a uh Philip Jennings uh John Fitzgerald's buyer joint sleigh hacking into the ARPANET. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think
2: buyers may have a higher body count than Philip mm. on hacking into the
1: ARPANET. <laughs> he got like five people killed (laughs) yeah versus like one yeah philip just killed that one dude yeah (laughs) Who forgot his wallet r.i.p rip rip to that dude he he caused philip like irreparable mental anguish so who won you know right and she says her name is holly Modesky. and i have mentioned this before actually on pusher which you were on last but Holly is the name oh. of—I don't know if they're married yet—but it was like Vince's longtime girlfriend. So Holly here, Holly and Pusher, Holly and Breaking Bad—that's her daughter's name. Holly—I'm sure there's a Holly in Better Call Saul, but it is not immediately coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she says that, and Byers is just like, "Oh, like the sugar," because there's like a sugar pack on the table. She's like, "Yeah, like the sugar, like like the sugar." Sh- <laughs> Byers. Well, I
0: don't understand why she wouldn't have come up with, uh, like, any name beforehand.
1: Before Holly?
0: Before, like, if she was supposed to just have thought about it on the spot, Mm -hmm. why did she need to think about it on the spot if she had all of the rest of this planned?
1: So Byers takes Holly back to his exhibitor tent, kicks his coworker out so he can hack into the Harpanet.
2: His coworker's just playing Dig Dug the entire time. Like, good for him. (laughs) Playing Dig Dug on the government's dime.
1: Yeah, uh, yes,
2: anti-work king.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, like, you know, he looks it up and Byrus is like, this is a DOD database. That's as far as I can go. And she's like, well, can't you, like, hack into it? And he's like, what? no. And he's like, well, I could. I guess I will. <laughs> like, you're a Aren't Mark you like cool Byrus. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> she's just, like, flickering her eyelashes at him and it, it's enough for him. As he is like printing out her record, her encrypted record, uh, via a dot matrix printer, Mulder shows up and she's like, Oh, there's my ex. <laughs> Mulder. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, that man does not have sex. So, no, it's not your ex. <laughs> but of course, Byers and Mulder have never met. There's a very brief Mulder and Frohickey scene that cracks me up, too, where Mulder calls him handsome in, like, a rude way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Frohickey calls him a punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> and Byers and Holly, I'm doing air quotes here, ask Frohickey for his help because he is a hacker. And he seems like he would be more in game to, hack, like, you know, help them out and everything. <laughs> Rocky's line of well, "Sure, my kung fu's the best." <laughs> mm-hmm. He is—he is, he is so—he's such a fun character.
0: Is kung fu code for hacking, or am I missing a?
1: No, I'm sure. No, it is. is they literally it, talking about kung fu. Um, no,
0: I, I felt <laughs> like either was.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It's a very. It, I don't even know if it was just something froki said, or if that was like an actual term in like the '90s for hacking. I can see both, honestly. I think it.
2: I think it was an actual term because later on, he gets Langley to say that his kung fu was the yeah. best. Yeah, well, Lang,
1: Langley gets frohiki to say that his kung yeah. fu is the best. Yes, but that still could be. I don't know. It probably was. I. I don't know enough about '90s hackers to dispute it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Frohiki offers just a very simple explanation he says why don't you just beat him up it seems easier than you know finding how to decode these records from the DoD database why don't you just beat up your ex?" and she's like no I can't do that <laughs> he's like no it's, it's fine let's just do that. <laughs> solid advice they trail Mulder and then Mulder is like what are y'all doing and he asks about Holly but says uh, they find out at this point her name is Suzanne Modeski right yes mm-hmm. and then Mulder goes because he has to answer his giant <laughs> ass phone
0: where did he pull that from I, I
1: should have I- <laughs> his <laughs> I- giant I- ass really- <sighs> like, trench coat which trench coat pocket It's so funny because, like, there's something about the trench coat I couldn't pinpoint, but it looks distinct from their their normal ones. I think because it's like grayer and like billowier. But it was so funny because it looks 80s and it's just like such a nice touch, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: In Byer's defense, if a woman that I had just met pointed out a man in a crowd and said that was her psychotic boyfriend who was wearing a trench coat. (laughs) Yeah. I. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It wouldn't be a hard
1: sell, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But they find out he's FBI and so it's they don't really know what to think at this point. <laughs> and Suzanne has gone by the time they get back. And Byers' coworker Ken is getting arrested <laughs> for Myers' yeah. acting. <laughs> Just <laughs> That's like an incredible response time, too. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, he's just like all I did was play Dig Dug.
1: <laughs> yeah, all Ken did was play Dig Dug. Like, yeah, he's a circulatory Ken. problem. <laughs> free him.
0: I didn't see him for the rest of the episode either.
1: No, I, I feel yeah. like that
2: dude's dead. <laughs> we never know what happens. He yeah. died. I feel Aww. like.
1: <laughs> Rip. He's like on a. He's at like a Cambodian black site, being waterboarded <laughs> or something. <laughs> And I love Byers is like, tries to confess. He's like, no, I did it. And then Frohicky's like, shut up.
0: <laughs> like, I know, <laughs> no. that was so funny.
1: Fergie's like, shut up. Don't say that. Do you <laughs> want to get arrested?
0: Yeah. Then it'll just be more people around.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They're not letting anyone go with this.
1: Point. <laughs> yeah. And Froggy's like, let's just hack into the FBI's database. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Let's fix our regular crime with like doing another crime. And you know what? He's right. Like sometimes you just have to mm-hmm. dig down. Yeah. At some point it just like negates. What if negates. someone
0: wanted information about the FCC? <laughs> They're both
1: gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They probably got well, the like the buttons were free. So.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they got their buttons and then left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go to see Langley, who is betting on D&D. I think he's betting on whether he'd roll a at 20. Mm-hmm. That's bad odds, you know? Yeah. Like, why would you bet on that? He's just being cocky. He's he's got loaded dice. (laughs) He's
2: betting on a a nat 20. He has to if he's betting on a nat 20.
1: Yes. Like, what is that? a 1 in 20 chance. I don't know what percentage that is. But that's not good odds. No. 5%? I I was thinking it was 5, but I was like, it would be very embarrassing if I was wrong. But I think it is 5. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Did I get it
1: right? I think you did, actually. <laughs> yeah. Did, did I do good? Okay. Congrats. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Thanks. Brohickey admits Langley's kung fu is the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Absolutely. <aunt. laughs> I love the sexual tension between and Langley. That I've decided my mind is sexual tension. <laughs> there is no con. There is no canon text of this i just think that they're a thruple you know <laughs> i can see that
0: yeah. well and the two of them have the really cute like you know tall short thing going on yes yeah like, you know. the
1: height difference um
0: yes yes <laughs> yes
1: so they look up Mulder and langley is th- is that your boy yes langley that is my boy thank you <laughs> and also they find out suzanne modeski is wanted because she blew up a lab And killed like four people and then killed an MP as she was fleeing. Yeah, good for her. And then she's armed and and dangerous and she's actually the psychotic one, not her ex. And then she comes in and like locks the door behind her. Love it. Incredible, incredible. But then she tells her side of the story, which I'm going to say that I buy because, you know,
0: like, there's yeah, some parts
1: of it that are pretty outlandish, but...
2: Some of it, I think, is okay, and then some of it definitely still feels, like, a bit too outlandish. Like, some of it is definitely, I think, colored by her paranoia at this point, because at this mm-hmm. point, she's very paranoid, right? Yes, yes.
1: So, some of it's like, It's okay. only paranoia
0: if they're not out to get you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, she was an organic chemist at a research facility, at an advanced weapons research facility. And the daughter wasn't real, and she developed a gas to make people anxious and paranoid. And it's like, yeah, it's called the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's called blogging I... on every day. <laughs> what I would like
0: at what point when she was working at the weapons research facility <laughs> did she decide right that
2: to have the government
0: was going too far? Yeah, like, I don't. Right. I guess when I was they not... were going to test it on <laughs> people. <laughs> She wasn't working for the EPA. Like,
1: I don't <laughs> I can't believe they've done this. I can't believe they've made a weapon advanced at the advanced weapons, weapons facility. facility. <laughs> <laughs> right. They've gone too far. <laughs> they've gone too far.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, not in my back
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's she's a nimby about her like gas. She's like, why can't they test this on like a uh, you know, a, a developing nation or something. She didn't say that. Exactly. But <laughs> like, is her is her beef I mean, that they're testing it on people at all or that they're testing it on Americans? You know what I mean? Right.
0: I really didn't think about it until now, but, like, the weapons... That, I mean, yeah, it's... This can't be her first and like... Mm, no. Inter, not interaction. Like, um... Like, first time she's encountered um lethal gas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Okay. okay. Well, but she, her, she's bringing yeah. a paranoia uh-huh. to this conversation that the Lone Gunmen as this is their origin story currently do not have. So they're not vibing mm-hmm. with her like at all. She's yeah. saying that like they put they put like wires and Gideon Bibles in the ho- the like in hotels.
2: That was really funny when she held <laughs> up the the Bible and was like Why is one of these in every hotel room? The government is surveilling us. And it's like, you know, the government's surveilling us now. We just like
1: know and accept that, right? But like, it's pretty funny. That's the other Um, part that's really funny because it's like, yes, of course they're like listening to us, but like, yeah, they wouldn't need to like your dentist to put in a tooth with the like. Also, how is that wire work? How is it getting any power? I know. (laughs) So, a lot of that is pretty quaint of like, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and also see, i was
0: ready to believe all of it i was like yeah that checks out like, <laughs> <laughs> sure like in the like embedded in the you know cover the bible cover fibers or something i, don't know.
1: <laughs> I just don't know where like the battery yeah. would be like how would it power how would the power <laughs> okay, yeah. work or... right especially because like batteries weren't
2: <laughs> that small yet like mm-hmm. i feel like now batteries are pretty small like okay, yeah but even but... now
1: i still would be like i don't know right You'd have to, like, go and change the battery at some point every... Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I don't really know how long batteries work now, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like... Right. Anyway. They could put, um... You know those, like, chargers for phones where you just, like, have to rest them on? Maybe they could build Mm -hmm. that in the cabinet, you know? And charge the battery that (laughs) way? Yeah. A wireless charger in the cabinet. <laughs> Just make sure to put your Gideon Bible back on the big round circle in the drawer. <laughs> for like, I don't know if you've
2: seen like some of the like phone cases will have like a mag safe charge, like charger where it's like a magnet for mm-hmm. the like wireless charger. Like maybe there's like a, a mag safe for the Gideon or yeah, the Gideon Bible. Yeah, exactly. Hotel drawers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wireless charger and it's magnets.
1: <laughs> I also like how the lone gunman's suggestions of like things the government has done that are good are Amtrak and the Susan B. Anthony dollar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like what? <Yeah. laughs> like Amtrak is not good. I don't know anyone that likes Amtrak. I've taken one and it was good, but it's not an efficient way to travel like at all. I mean, it was for the situation I did, which was going from Boston to Portland, Maine. It was only, like, 30 minutes longer, and but, like, the trains can't go fast, and they have to, Great. like, they have to share the rail with um, commercial, commercial and they get priority, but we didn't mm-hmm. ru- really run into that. I think once we had to stop for commercial, but it didn't take very long. But anyway.
0: Is this an ad for Amtrak? You can tell. They should pay me <laughs> and no.
1: build. Yeah. build... Amtrak. They need to build the high-speed light rail in Texas yeah. so yeah. desperately... Like why am I driving from city to city? You know what I mean,
2: <laughs> right? and I think like especially compared to like other countries that have more like like better built rail systems, like Amtrak is like really awful compared yeah. to like even somewhere like the u k um, yeah
0: it sounds fancy. I thought amtrak was um i i I wasn't totally sure what it was. I thought it was like um like a european. Uh, thing.
1: So, no, it's uh, hey, American that's track or just whatever. Another <laughs> embarrassing
0: <laughs> fact about me. You got
1: the percentages right, so yeah, <laughs> you're you good <laughs> <math. laughs> Thank you. So we do find out she has a gun. Yeah. So
0: I loved that. I loved like I thought that was so clever. Like she just let it fall out, so she didn't have to <laughs> point the gun at them to get yeah. them to do it. But it was. It was the implication. <laughs> just the
2: presence of a gun was enough. Which, like, honestly, yeah. fair. Just for me, just knowing there's a gun there, like, yeah, that's that's yeah. a power shift. That's scary.
1: Exactly. So they help her decipher the record somehow. It's just. It's also very funny to me that like they printed it out, so they had to like <gasps> scan it and OCR it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Like, way to introduce like a chance of like missing, you know, messing up a character for like zero reason. Right. I guess they didn't really have like a floppy disk they could like transfer it onto or something, but it was just like very funny to me. I was like, "Okay, no, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. I know OCR worked at this, like, exists to this point, but I don't know if it was actually like good." <laughs> they find out her whole old team was murdered because she left. She tried to quit her job, and they got the address of where the gas is being kept. Find out about her the mic in her tooth. <laughs> Just very silly. She should have
0: made more noise than that. But <laughs> she pulled her, her tooth? <laughs> I, I don't... I feel like she's got these things stashed in her pocket. Like, that was... Okay, that, I'll calm down in a second. But, like, that was another thing was... Uh, that made me a little suspect. Like, because she... Right, they printed out the the dot matrix. And then mm-hmm. she disappeared for a bit with mm-hmm. the dot matrix. Right. So, like, what if she, like, already had, like, a dot... Like, mm-hmm. a dot... Mm-hmm. She could have had a dot matrix printed. and Just anyway.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, if, you,
0: I, if you... I still... I'm still on her side though, even if she's lying
1: about <laughs> things. Yeah, she could have like, if you're like really cynical, you could definitely like see that like she could just be, you know, stringing them along, and it's like completely right. believable right. that way. But I mm-hmm. think I would just give her the benefit of the doubt just because. Yeah, I don't know, me too. You know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree though. Like she's she she's she didn't go out. She went out of her way to act as suspicious as possible. <laughs>
2: right and yet the tooth scene i was like wow vince vince is doing a tooth scene but doesn't have the balls to go all the way like the americans yeah
1: this was and this was not a uh phil it Liz just pails, tooth scene. yeah there was no sexual pails tension <laughs> get, get on joe and joe's level vince uh, you can't real though <laughs>
2: I have such a high expectation of all tooth extraction scenes now in television. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they go to the warehouse and they put the gas in inhalers. Very fucked up, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And As a child
2: with asthma, very fucked up.
1: Yeah, and and Mulder <laughs> shows up to arrest Suzanne. So he has like his gun on her, but then other dudes show up to like take her, and Mulder's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, hold on. Who are these dudes? <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the this <laughs> is my arrestee, not yours."
2: I like the most that David Duchovny really says in this episode is just
1: identify yourself, like yelling it over <laughs> and over again. They literally like pull them aside for like five minutes. And they're like, "Hey, can you shoot a couple seats?" For <laughs> no. <Very> real, <old>, though. <laughs> we need you for like
2: half a day's worth of shooting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I just picture him complaining the entire time. The other dude starts shooting at Mulder. Gas gets on Mulder. Disrobes. So things are making sense. That's why he was <laughs> screaming and naked uh, on the floor of a warehouse just because he got a bunch of paranoia gas it's on him.
0: See, I didn't think it needed an answer.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I just accepted that something weird happened. This is his origin story in a sense that, like, this gas got hit on him and he kind of lost it. Cause, yeah. Because he, like he was, like, a typical agent before this. This is when he was working for the Violent Crimes Division. Mm-hmm. And he did... Okay, this br-
0: situates a lot of... This situates it for me better. Because I... Even with shows that I watch... Like, even with, like, SVU, like, I totally... I, like... I don't register the, like, date, time, like, anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, I don't know that this was taking place, like, before. Yeah. Lots of... Was it, like, before? Okay, wait... This ah, is, like, mind. I think four he got years a sign...
2: before... This is, like, four years before the X-Files opened.
1: Okay, okay. No, because so, he yes. was on the X-Files before so, Scully. So, Scully but, like, joined the X-Files... In, um, I think it's weird because I think in the pilot, it's like 92 when it's like shot 93, which is like, well, I just make it the date it is. But like, yeah. I think he I can't quite remember, but I think he opened the X-Files in like 90 or 91. OK, I meant I meant
2: like Scully appearing when I said opening the X-Files, I get why that is not the clearest. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like about like, like if we take like, OK, the X-File, like Scully joined about whenever the show actually started airing, then it'd be like four ish years before Scully okay. arrived. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm Scully's I, in med school. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm a lot more um comfortable now <laughs> with, with Munch and his whole thing. And, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Scully's Great. not there because she's in med school. So.
1: Also, uh, I think this was before mm-hmm. Munch was like on Homicide. So this was pre like him right. being a conspiracy guy. Also, yes. uh, just a very quick note is that today is September 11th. And yesterday, September 10th, <laughs> I'm, I, I am ignoring the uh, never forget <laughs> joke, but uh, <laughs> September 10th, the important day in September, is mm-hmm. uh, the, it was the 29th anniversary of the X-Files yesterday. Shout out to my homies <gasps> who celebrated. That's... I wore my X-Files shirt out in public. <laughs> That's how
2: I knew it, it had oh, yeah. been about four years because everyone was tweeting yesterday about like, happy birthday to the
1: X-Files. Yes. It's Aww. next year's the 30th. I won't be losing my mind. It'll be very important to me. And hopefully they do something and I can go to it, you know? Yeah. Pod- podcast on the scene or something.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, do it. Oh my God. Oh my God, do it. So, the guy, Suzanne, she is a homie. She does kill the men before they can kill Malter. So, shout out to Suzanne mm-hmm. for that. Yes. And then. Men show up and it's X. I was it so is. happy to see X again. He is my favorite. And I think this is such a fun addition.
2: It is. I had to re-explain who X was to Raina when we were watching it. I <laughs> was like, best. oh, it's X. And she was like, who? I thought that was Deep Throat. And I was like, no, X is after Deep Throat. Anyway.
1: <laughs> the best informant for Mulder.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so. X's inclusion was at the suggestion of John Sh- Scheiben who was helping uh, Gilligan storyboard the episode and there was just like one piece missing and they, they weren't sure how they were going to like say like why the guy didn't just kill the lone gunman mm-hmm. and then they, they were like oh it's X and um, so I thought that was a great inclusion because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. he is like
1: he's such a homie and he went out on such a... Kind of bummer way, and not like a mm-hmm. huge bummer, but like you know, it's sad he's gone. Yeah, so it was it was really nice to see him again, and he saves Mulder's life. He saves the lone gunman's lives. and the whole time, Byers is just constantly trying to start things with X. <laughs> Byers <laughs> needs to learn to shut up in this episode. <laughs> he is so he was so gung ho about the government, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was devastated. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> at the one point when Frohicky is like... Byers, I swear to God, I'll shoot you myself. <laughs> yep. Based. Frohicky, based. <laughs> I was like, damn,
2: Byers is going to get all three of them killed.
0: <laughs> I think Byers, he's just working for the... He's been working for the FCC for so long, you know. Yeah. Suddenly, his whole worldview is shattered by this beautiful, mysterious woman. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's it's just, you know, um, like, no... Mm, no I was gonna say gloves off that is not right either
1: you know it's just he's going for it Mm -hmm. actor Dean Haglund, who plays Langley he said what we read in the script wasn't really our origins as we imagined it Uh, I thought we were all in a university garage band together or something oh I love that (sighs) Bruce who plays Byers uh, thought he was a photocopier repairman (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that too.
1: I, I'm, I'm much more willing to buy that. That he was for than FCC. So yeah, Vince's Vince's he was happy with the way he had Buyer's characterization, and he said, "I just love the idea of Buyers working for the government and being this very gung ho pro government guy." That's just a mm-hmm. fundamental drama where you take a character on a journey, and the journey takes him 180 degrees from where he originally was. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, I like, I like but him. But it being only a, took
0: like two minutes
1: that we see him be an FCC. I thought that was enough, and I liked it. I mean, okay, okay. I'm, I'm
0: sorry. I'm no, also, no, no. I don't. You can the, disagree. Like, it's perfectly whole... fine. Oh, right. I can disagree. Okay,
1: you're <laughs>
0: but I'm still trying to unlearn some things.
1: <laughs> I just, I very much liked it, but yeah. Trauma, cat. Trauma. <laughs> well, I want you on my podcast. You won't even just regurgitate every single point I make. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's your podcast. It's your podcast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then the end, the ending note where they get let out of prison because Mulder comes to it. He's like, oh no, they're fine. They're just nerds. Just leave them alone. <laughs> And um, Oh I did forget I almost forgot the very important thing where Byers is yelling at X and he just says like what you did to JFK and X just turns back to him and he says I heard it was a (laughs) lone (laughs) gunman Hey that's their name (laughs) Just very funny layers of like Byers being named after John Fitzgerald Kennedy and then like having a newspaper called The Lone Gunman, <laughs> And then they end because they get out of prison. I also like how my notes just stopped. Like, I just... Yeah, mine like, too. Like, I just... There are other things that I know happened, and my notes just stopped. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I Mulder wonder if I just, like, didn't to... save them, you know?
2: Yeah. Anyway. Mulder comes to and, like, corroborates Byer's story, and they get mm-hmm. out of prison. Yeah. <gasps>
1: oh, and who's when Geraldo? he's... When
2: Oh, Geraldo like, Rivera. Geraldo? Do you not know who Geraldo is? Okay, Kat? well,
0: obviously... I, no, but I'm... um. Impl- he
2: was this, like, <laughs> famous, like, reporter. Like, he was more famous in, like, the 90s and 80s than mm-hmm. he was, like, in the 2000s. He had, like, some sort of big scandal. I don't know. He's probably, like, a creep or something, but...
1: Um, he has some like, bad was, opinions, but he has some good opinions, yeah. too. He okay. was,
2: like, a very, like... um like gotcha like headline journalist it wasn't like good journalism it was like tabloid journalism yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah like tabloid tv kinda. yeah
1: he did have that um he had this big thing where he was opening a whose vault was it it was like some mobster's vault and then there was like nothing in it <laughs> Yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's I think it was like Al Capone's vault or something, and he was just yeah. like this big television event. We're gonna open the vault, and then there was like nothing in there. So like he's yeah. just kind of you know like that kind of dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't oh, really I know what like, the current day equivalent <gasps> <it>. okay. is. <laughs> okay. But um, but yeah, he did say like, "Do you think I'm Geraldo?" Because he was like, "I'm not buying this," which is yeah. funny because. Yeah. Munch Wood Munchwood <laughs> Munch Wood by him. Well, So, this has like, to be like pre him being into conspiracy theories. Yeah. This is his, his origin story, too. Yeah. Cause I wondered if like this was just because I've only really seen Munch in SVU. Same I, name. I never watched Homicide. And Same. so, I was mm-hmm. like wondering, like, maybe this was a wrinkle they added when he joined SVU. But I think on Homicide, he was also a conspiracy guy. So. He just has that vibe about him. Yeah, and I can't remember... Let me look it up real quick when Homicide aired. Let me do uh, that game where you're on a Wikipedia page and I have to try to get from David Simon to Homicide Life on the Seat, which should be very easy. It was 1993 right. to 1999.
0: Okay, oh. so it was airing. Oh, like simultaneously.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it also? I thought it was on NBC. Yeah, it was on NBC, which mm-hmm. makes it kind of even funnier that he's on, um, the X Files. Vince said, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this crossover bit of the century." No network. <laughs> I don't right care. Left. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no network on touch. Yes. But his line, yeah, his line of um, a t- tin foil makes a. a perfect hat, boys. <laughs> She's like letting them Susanna, <laughs> Suzanne had taken Mulder's car to the train, but actually gone to the Baltimore Guardian. They didn't believe her story, so she was just gonna find another newspaper and somebody to report on what she had, even though she didn't have a ton of evidence, and um, <laughs> she ends up getting, you know, snatched, snatched <laughs> in yep. broad dead light. But Buyers, key and Legling now have a new life's mission. So that's the important part. <laughs> so we have our segments, and we start with Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder! Damn it, Mulder! It! Our Mulder rating, even though he was in it for like maybe ten minutes, and because of that, I gave him three. He wasn't that annoying. He was. It was kind of funny how like not Mulder he was. Like it was mm-hmm. like, oh wow. So, yeah, Laura.
2: Yeah, I gave him a five, which is my lowest Mulder rating because he was barely in it. And whenever he was in it, he was kind of like, not necessarily the butt of the joke, but he wasn't like, you know. Um, he yeah. wasn't hitting. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was kind of hilarious that they literally used David Duchovny for like half a day. <laughs> um,
1: mm-hmm. What about you, Kat? Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't find Mulder. Okay, I, I don't watch The X-Files, so maybe I just... I can't say that Mulder is not normally annoying, but I didn't. No, no, he was fine. He was, you know, he wanted to work with everyone, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. He was fine.
1: <laughs> Two, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. And next we have. So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassy Scully moment, which could just be anybody since she's not in it. Like. Uh, even right. a little. <laughs> she's in med school during this
2: episode. Yeah, she's busy. She,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. she she doesn't have time for this. <laughs> uh, Laura, I have like so
2: many great moments, especially with like Frohickey and Langley. They had like such a good back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I hmm, I think I'm going to give it to whenever Langley made Frohickey say that his kung that kung fu was the best like that Langley's kung fu was the best because it was just like kind of really funny like paired with the D&D game and then like it's like that's that's all he needed in order to do this like government (laughs) hack like okay like that's like that's so nerds like that's such nerd boy behavior Mm -hmm. um I thought that was really funny so I'm gonna give it to that moment okay perfect
0: I didn't know, I'm so sorry, I honestly, I didn't think, I wasn't looking out for a moment because Scully wasn't in it, so I wasn't,
1: um, <sighs> I was unprepared. Okay. Um, I mean, I. Laura can give you one of her spare ones. Yeah, yeah because I can't imagine it would go
0: to anyone other than, um, Langley and H- Hickey. What's his yeah, actual so name? Do, do Hickey.
1: Hickey. Fro Hickey.
0: Fro Hickey. But yeah. yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you one of my backups, okay. which is something I wanted to shout out. It's at the very beginning of the episode. Whenever they're like first getting arrested or whatever, and they said we didn't do it, and then the cops go, "Do what?" and they say, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's like, yeah. Whatever. Like <laughs> you think is going on? Just whatever. We didn't do it, though. Yeah. yeah.
1: That was that was another good one.
0: I appreciate that one.
1: Yeah. Mine yeah. was uh mine was frohic uh buyers if you don't shut up, I'll kill you myself. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And that was very, very funny. Good. And lastly, we have our Welcome. You've got mail. 90th moment. So I, I put in parentheses 80th moment. <laughs> it's eighty-nine. Eighty nine is basically ninety I am a right. <laughs> cat.
0: Uh well. I mean the the little game they were playing. Oh, honestly, what struck me the most was the way they were using narc. Like just because, like I know people still say that, but it just feels like it was a lot more. Um, like maybe the, I mean mm-hmm. that's where I, I don't. No, I yeah
1: you know what I, yeah, I feel like, like narc isn't yeah, used as much.
0: Like it's more I don't know like. Like satirical now, sort of like, like what, or ironic now, or whatever. Like
2: any op, yeah. These are kind of in like almost a bullying way with buyers too. Like it's mm, like yeah. be a little nerd narc instead of like you know. It's it's different now. It's definitely more like picking on the nerd kind of vibes in this episode. which yeah. is, I feel is very like '90s and '80s. Yeah,
1: the nerd vibes were incredible. yeah. This episode. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, and Holly's sunglasses.
1: Oh yeah, those were great. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I wish I had the face for those kind of glasses.
1: They're, I mean, they're like spot like spy, spy girl vibes. I like it. Yeah, yeah, Laura. Um. Oh
2: man, there were just like so many great like '90s and '80s moments in this episode. I like don't even know where to begin. I have like a list of like at least five. (laughs) I think Um, they really
1: laid it on thick.
2: They did, (laughs) which like good for them. I think the whole convention itself could be one Mm. um i think i'm gonna give it to dig dug though because like dig dug like it was a decently popular game but it was like mostly like an arcade game i played a lot of dig dug growing up like i had to explain to my wife what dig dug was she didn't even know what it was and which i thought right it's very like it's very like 80s 90s like arcade video game um there was this like old Um, Yeah, there's like this old like plug and play like video game consoles that had like old arcade games on them. Yeah, like the Atari ones. Yeah, Mm. yeah, I I had Dig Dug was on one of those that I had and those were like the only video game consoles I was allowed to have because my parents didn't want us playing video games. Mm. Not for any weird reason, just they didn't want to spend the money on them. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There. that's
0: reason enough <laughs> i don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> right
2: so like for me it's dig dug because i i recognized it immediately and it's such a fun game mm-hmm. um
1: so yeah, I'm going also you dig playing dug. on the atari makes sense because atari would like let anybody make any game mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. wanted for the system which huh. right is why they have absolutely horrid games they have that very racist general custard one <laughs> Or general I've custard, never not that general one. Yeah. custard. <laughs> general oh. custard one, custard, and just yeah. like a massive, like bad quality. Like it really tanked their market. Like in the eighty four, like yeah. it was a video game crash because of it.
2: Yeah, Atari's quality is like all over the board because of that, right? Yeah, this is Nintendo.
1: Nintendo came up with the Nintendo Seal of Approval, <laughs> so yeah. like they had more control over like what games came out for their systems.
0: Yeah, it really exactly. did
1: tank. Atari's market because you don't want to buy you don't want to spend that much money on a game that like is abysmal like quality right yeah is
0: Atari okay it it reminded me of that community episode shockingly. but like where I mean they're playing that like interactive video game like mm-hmm. um but I didn't know if that was Atari or not I just kind of fit I, no I, I think it's know. just p-
1: pixelated because Pierce's father made it for him. Oh.
2: To, oh. to earn his
1: inheritance, right?
2: Oh, I blocked out no, a it... lot of community. I'm not going to
1: lie. Okay, because John Gian, Carlo Esposito was like Pierce's half brother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which is okay. Just so definitely... funny. Well, no, actually, was that John Carlo? That would be so embarrassed if I like got him wrong. I'm going to go double check that he said community.
0: Don't come for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, be nice <laughs> community to community <me>. stands. <laughs> Yes, it was Giancarlo Esposito. Digital estate planning is the episode. The 20th yes. episode from the third season. Oh,
2: so I did see that episode. I just blocked it out. Yeah. I never watched, like, the last season of Community.
1: It was just the me. To last. I was the only one that watched it. I watched
0: it. Right? Was that the one Kat. with the... I mean... I think... The yeah, ladders
1: think- or something. Just like... Yeah, um, it was the
0: woman from, like uh criminal minds criminal minds
1: Emily Prentice uh, yeah yeah I can't and, remember her um, real name <laughs> me
0: neither
2: uh Padgett Brewster yes Padgett Brewster see yeah, I have not seen it but I remember name. Padgett
1: Brewster okay connecting, connecting Jean-Carlo Jean- yes, Esposito to back. um <laughs> Mike Armandtrout the guy who plays Mike Armandtrout I'm blanking on his name too this is so embarrassing I've had one tall boy. I just want to put that on record. I feel like I would recognize these people's <laughs> names. Oh, what is his name? Jonathan wow. Banks. Jonathan Banks. That was that was off my dome. They're both in community, which is kind of funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe there's something something to that giant chart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that. I feel like I've just kind of got it. what. What were you we doing? You were doing okay, Shelby. It's your '90s moment. Okay. My 90s moment is Mulder's trench coat. There were so mm-hmm. many moments, like his cell phone, but I just right. was really feeling the his printer. trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. I was just really feeling his trench coat, so.
0: Yeah. The whole, like, dream, like, you know, thing and all that. I don't know. I, and maybe, I'm probably reaching here, but I noticed that um, Mulder and Byers, they both had diagonally striped ties, which maybe that's just like an eighty. Like maybe that was just like a really popular tie style in eighty.
1: Those are federal really government like, employee issued tie. <laughs> oh, no, government government ties. Oh
0: bummer. No, I was like, I was like, it's like he like because because before Mulder comes to, you know, um, Byers said something about like, was like, no, I want, I like he was like, I want to know the truth, and then you know it came up later and I don't know I was like whoa it's like a like a mirror like you know like he sees himself <laughs> and Mulder who sees I don't know but um I was real okay the government is ties.
1: well I just remembered that scene in um Humbug in in Humbug where um the guy is like you're you're, uninve- you're uninventive your uninventive Ties and I've yep. come to the conclusion that you're an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I am. <laughs> That's so interesting. So that was a- no that the government would issue ties. No, I was kidding. That was a joke, Kat. What? <laughs> okay, well,
0: I was, I was just kidding. Just so I was like, yeah, it sounds like something like I mean like I Like it sounded ridiculous, but like not
1: oh okay i mean oh, i'm sure like okay. we they have ties <laughs>
2: but no i think i think you're cat <laughs> also
1: said oh i think we
0: share a credit
2: union <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kat, you're 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 right in that like that style of tie i think was, was just probably very like popular yeah when.
0: okay cool i'm glad the costume that.
2: department was just like yeah. yeah
0: i had to bring it up because it was like the one thing that i was like i i i, <laughs> I don't know i would have killed myself if i didn't I didn't ask. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think that episode was that deep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think Vince was just trying to have a little fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some, just you know, find a, find something they could put out without <laughs> Jillian or David, right? <laughs> and who can blame them? Um, but that was the episode. Uh, I think it's really fun. And also, I wanted to note that in Monsters of the Week, Emily made an interesting point in that she compared this episode to musings of a cigarette smoking man which i didn't immediately think of but i see the vision of like how much of this is actually what happened and how much of this is like the very embellished mythological mythologized
0: Mythologized, yeah Yeah, like
1: every like every time the lone gunman retell the story they're adding like more and more elements to it right And I really like that comparison, because, like, they are both, like, side characters who get this kind of, like... (laughs) Insane backstory. It really, like, even with X, it barely makes sense that he wouldn't kill them. You know what I mean? Like...
2: Yeah, like, he totally would. Like, especially because, like, especially whenever they were in the warehouse and they weren't being even, like, restrained even. It's like, they would at least restrain these three
1: dudes, if not kill them, right? Yeah, like... There is a certain level of, like, they're so unimportant that mm-hmm. it didn't matter. But, like, at the same time, they're so unimportant, like, why not just kill them? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So there is this sort of, like, kind of bizarre nature of it. But, like, it works into the show, the episode's advantage, yeah. I feel like. It does. And, like, the nerdy culture of it I thought was really funny and well done and a total throwback. And yeah. I I really like this episode. Like, I don't... I just...
2: I think it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's a super fun episode. I think it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just like a fun little bit in the midst of all of like the serious mythology we've been doing lately. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. the lone gunmen are great and like, it's just a fun, yeah. We're not having like a Chris Carter monologue. There was no, there was no monologue in sight. Yeah. It's just a flashback. No voiceovers. There was a voiceover for the flashback, but like, it was minor. Yeah. It was just Byers being like, okay, so I was at this expo. Right. scene of him at the expo yeah it was maybe a weird choice for you cat I just no, no, it no. Munch. I thought I, it would be fun no, <laughs> I enjoyed my like I you know
0: Sam watched it with me and it was it was fun and and of course I uh, and I do always love a munch scene I think mm-hmm. I I think I would have appreciated it more like m- if I you know bothered to consider the timeline before watching because <laughs> I really I was just a little I was a little thrown. So I was like, that's not, my, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. what Munch would do. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> unless it was
1: like, so, okay, anyway. No. <laughs> so that was the episode. Yeah. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are condensed truth on Twitter. If you would like to email us, we are condensed truthpod at gmail.com. Next time, we are talking season five, episode four. We're really just doing one, two, three, four. You know? We're yep. just. It's- Going right along ahead, watching the whole season. Yeah, maybe it's an essential season. No, it's not season four level, but (laughs) (laughs) but the they kind of front loaded ish, You know, it's it's Uh, sort of like a Mountain Goats album in that regard. Where like (laughs) the the best tracks are the first four ones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So next time we're talking season five, episode four, detour, and our friend Nick is coming back. I'm so excited for that! Um, I, yeah. I, this is, uh, I don't know, I don't not to jump ahead, but this is like one of my favorite episodes. It's, it's like such a comfort watch for me. Whenever I'm I just excited. need to watch like a really low stakes x house episode, mm-hmm. I like pretty much always put on detour. I feel yes, like. I love low stakes TV. Let's get into it. It's a feeling. It's not even low stakes. It's just like it's so comforting. You know, like it's just yeah. one of those episodes that just like really nails. The The execution of like a comfort episode. Mm-hmm. So we will. So tune in we will,
0: ne- Oh, not next, not next week.
1: I always do that too. I always oh. say next time. <laughs> next time! <laughs> yeah, next time to f- f- hang, chill with us with uh, Detour. It'll be yep. fun. And mm-hmm. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. And I'm very glad that it's like probably going to be sub an hour because i've edited entirely two video hours of this podcast recently and say both the bonus episode and the season five opening are Redux, long. and um it has really pushed me to my limits <laughs> so yes we're yes to shorter episodes anyway that's it yeah. bye <laughs> thank bye. you to Cat <laughs> for coming on bye. thanks for coming on Kat. Ah, thank y'all bye <laughs> bye bye, bye.